This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Alright, me Maras, how's it gone? Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is episode 19, we're nearly at episode 20 and uh, I've got something different to do this week. I've split this episode into two parts, so we're going to have episode 19 today and episode 19.5 next Wednesday. Now, the reason I'm going to do this is obviously because we've got a long summer ahead of us and I want to be able to produce a certain amount of content every single week. So I'm going to try and keep these podcasts just about under an hour. And uh, because I've done that and I've already recorded this conversation about free agents, which is what today's episode is about. It's about free agents that Carlisle United can bring in and I've got Will to join me in just a couple of minutes and we're going to be talking about free agents so I think it's just uh, it's just clever to break it up into two parts and then be able to produce two different shows at the back of one idea so I hope you don't mind that I've split this one into two slightly shorter episodes than what you might expect but the overall idea is that you still get an episode every single week and I can also have a little bit of a break because not that you need to know but my parents are coming to visit me on Tuesday next week and Tuesdays are normally the days that I do my recordings. Now you might be thinking what's he doing telling us about all this nonsense or this personal life crap. I don't tune in for personal life crap. I tune in to listen to Carlisle United based content and the reason I'm waffling on is because I need to plug up a couple of extra seconds here and there to make this episode a little bit longer. No, I'm joking, sorry. I'm not going to talk at that kind of a pace and I'm not just going to waffle on. We're going to plough straight in with the traditional Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the The Blue 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 Army. 
I've learned that I need to give that a long after pause, otherwise the echo cuts itself out and it doesn't sound as good. So hopefully I've nailed this week's Joke of the Week effect on the head. Anyway, this week's Joke of the Week has been sent to us by apparently a long term listener his name is chris so this is a shout out to cufc chris from the old instagram and the joke from chris is this one which i quite enjoyed two fish are in a tank one turns to the other and asks how do you drive this thing there are two fish are in a tank and then one turns to the other one and says, how do you drive this thing? So they're not in a fish tank. They're, yeah? Aha! Well, nice one, Chris. That's the kind of joke that we love here on the Blue Army podcast. So thank you very much for sending that in. And if you have a joke you'd like to send in and for me to say it out loud on the show, the email address is thebluearmypod at gmail.com. That is the Blue Army Pod at gmail.com. And also, if you've got any questions that you'd like to put forward to Derek Holmes, you can use the same email address there. Derek's going to be coming back on the show in just a couple of weeks to talk to me. And that episode will be coming out towards the end of the summer. I just want to say one more time, thank you very much to Mr. Derek Holmes for doing the first interview it was a lot of fun a fantastic experience for me and i really hope all you lot enjoyed it as a little bit of an end of season thank you for sticking with me that far and if it was your first episode last week and you're still here this week then flipping great thank you very much for sticking around and giving us another go this episode is going to be about free transfer targets at carlisle united have on their radar potentially um, obviously I'm not inside the club I don't know but these are the sort of players that I would expect to see on Carlisle United's radar trying to recruit slash bring in over the summer I'm going to be joined by Wills who's everybody's favorite regular guest and a good 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 old friend of mine and uh, we had a good laugh doing this to be completely honest to the point where I thought we were only going to have under an hour of conversation but it turns out we had over an hour and a half worth of conversation so I've decided to break this off into two halves so this is going to be episode 19 and next week you are going to get episode 19 and a half and then hopefully during episode 19 and a half, I'll be able to tell you lovely people who our next special guest is. Because as time stands, right now, it is Wednesday the 26th of May. I'm supposed to be recording later on this evening with a guest. Um, and I spoke about it, I'll, I will speak about it a little bit with Will um, when he joins us in just a couple of seconds. So what's the point in um, in talking about it anymore? I think I've said all I need to do. I've explained this. Uh, it's going to be broken up into two parts. And uh, yeah, this is part one. And uh, this is me and Will's talking about Carlisle United's transfer targets, who we may be looking at and some we shouldn't be looking at over the summer. So I hope you enjoyed this one. This is the first sort of episode where it's original content, where we've just sort of tried to do our best to provide some kind of entertainment for you guys 
out there. So we really hope you enjoy this. We really hope you enjoy part two. And then we really, really hope you're excited to hear who our next guest interview is. Join us next week for that one. And uh, I'll be back at the end of the show, like I always am, to do a little bit of an outro and introduce the loud and local band. All right, so see us later, Marys. I hope you enjoy the episode. This is episode 19 of the Blue Army podcast, the Free Agents episode, part one. Bye for now. All right, Maras, welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is episode 19, and as promised, I am joined by everybody's favourite co-host slash regular guest slash whatever title he's willing to accept. <laughs> Wills is here. How's it going, Wills? You all right, man? All right, Skelly. Yeah, I'm not too bad today. <laughs> Glad to hear it, mate. Glad to hear it. Now, we've had a little bit of a break, me and you, because we didn't have to do a show last week because everybody got to hear the interview, uh, chinwag that I had with Derek mm. Holmes. Have you had a chance to have a listen yet? Yeah, yeah. As I um, was just saying before, it's kind of it's kind of good to hear or interesting to hear kind of him being quite uh, honest about kind of like the process that goes on when you get released by your club. But it's also it's, it's nice to hear some of them stories because he was around during some of the best times for Carlisle fans, I'm sure, and certainly remember him being a cult hero bustling about and bustling into the box kind of in the way that John Mellish does from midfield now. Yeah, I really thought his insight was great. I was surprised, actually. I did do a bit of editing, uh, obviously, for the interview, so you didn't hear everything that we spoke about. When I asked him the first question, there was a moment after he answered the question that I was so... Because it's my first interview of an ex-pro. I was so taken back with how honest he was and I was so impressed with what content I was about to get because I knew the next question I was going to ask and the next question, the next question. And I was going to try mm. and just sort of like niggle away and niggle away and just maybe get a little bit more personal as, as the interview went on. And yeah. I was honestly, I had to edit it out because when he, when he answered the first question, I literally went, um, yeah, um, thank you. Um, really honest. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really enjoyed that one. If and no one's listened to it yet, obviously you should go back and listen to that one. It was last mm. week's episode. And as far as guest interviews go, hopefully I've got another one lined up for next Wednesday as well. What's supposed to be going on next Wednesday? I don't like saying names until I've got the interview literally recorded. Will, yeah. obviously, because obviously you don't want to put anyone... Yeah under any kind of spotlight if something comes up last minute all these people have commitments of their own these days now I will tell you about the interviewee um, okay. because he is actually a personal friend of mine uh, I haven't spoke to him in a couple of years I'll be honest but we were at the same school together he went through the Carlisle United youth setup up until the age of 18 uh, unfortunately was released after a turnover in manager. Uh, there was a promise made to him that he was going to get a pro deal. That manager moved on, and unfortunately, the pro deal never materialised for him. He spent yeah. time um, as a professional and as a semi-professional around the North and in Scotland. 
um, mm-hmm. obviously playing men's football. And I just think it's the sort of interview that you wouldn't necessarily expect from a footballing podcast. It's a little bit of a different journey. You get that sort yeah. of like non-league side. You get to hear about what it was like going through the Carlisle setup from, I think, the age of around 13 to the age mm. of 18. Uh, and obviously what it was like for him to get released, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it'll be an interesting insight and I hope people enjoy that one. And obviously that was just a personal friend of mine that I managed to get involved. <laughs> yeah, sounds like that will be interesting. Like you say, a different perspective. Yeah, I think it'll be a different point mm-hmm. of view. And I've also been in touch with another striker recently uh-huh. who has confirmed a date to do some recording. Again, I don't want to give the name away until the interview is in the bag and done, but it's exciting. It's exciting, yeah. and hopefully uh, we'll have something to give again to the viewers, and hopefully they'll enjoy the insight of another ex-professional footballer. Uh, this one, though, yeah. isn't a world's exclusive, like the Derek Holmes interview was. This yeah. one... Uh, has appeared on Under the Cosh before. So that's a laundry list of potential people, but hmm. somebody that somebody that has been on uh, Under the Cosh. And if you've not heard Under the Cosh, this is a little plug for Under the Cosh. I like that podcast. Have, have you listened to that one? Um, I haven't. No, no. You'll have to recommend it to me. Right. Under the Cosh, mate, is a podcast done by two ex-professionals, uh, Phil Brownie, uh, I think played up front for Hull and Sunderland in his time. He's got a bit of a Concord nose. And uh, big man uh, Parkins, is it, is it? I can't remember his first name. Parkins, who used to play in the lower leagues, a big fella yeah. who was a target man striker. Um, oh, those, um, go on, is it Simon? John Parkin? John, yeah, John. You're right, John Parkins. But it's it's you know it's a little bit back in the day these two they've retired a couple of years since and they, I think they're on about the fourth season now and they they sort of specialise in lower league legends they're the kind of players that were around and did journeymen careers yeah. and um, they've got a great perspective they sit down with them normally have a pint there was recently uh, an interview that they did with Tim Allen the old uh, the manager Tim Allen uh, apparently his nickname is Mad Dog and. <laughs> Part, part, part way through the interview, he's feeding his dog some dog biscuits and yeah. he just randomly just has a bite of one. Uh, whilst answering a question, just randomly has a bite yeah. of one of his dog's dog biscuits and swallows it <laughs> and finishes the question before anybody else butts in and says, was that tasty? Was that all right? <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. Is, it, is Mad Dog an Allen thing then? Because it's not like Martin Allen was known as Mad Dog. That's it. That is it. Martin Allen was the Brentford manager, the old Brentford manager. Barnett. Yeah. Barnett. Barnett as well. Barnett as well. <laughs> um, but he's been around. He's been around a little bit though, hasn't he? And he had, he yeah. had a couple of good seasons around the Championship, um, I believe, mm. with, with some team or another. It was an interesting. It was an interesting listen. Uh, so I'd recommend anyone under the cosh. Under the cosh is spelled um, U N D R. There's no E. Um, in the way that they spell it, and then just the, and then Kosh is C-O-S-H, under the Kosh. It's it's well worth worth listening to. Anyway, anyway, talking about stuff that is well worth listening to, you might have just heard me opening my beer there, because this is Mm. the summer schedule, buddy. And um, yeah, I want to have a little bit more fun in the summer. We don't have to take things as seriously. I'll just uh, do a perfect pour for the camera. Here it comes. (laughs) Do a perfect part for the camera. This would be great for YouTube. Not so great for the podcast, obviously. 
but mm. this this would be great. A really impressive if I can do a perfect pint here. Ooh. Oh, it's going. No, no, I'm going to spill it. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. <laughs> not a drop nice spilled. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll have a quick sip of that. I hope. Uh, I hope whoever's joining me out there with a lager is having a good lager. Um, I'm having a Zivjet today, which is a Polish mm. lager. Not my favourite Polish lager. I like Tisky. Do you drink Tisky, Will? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's, always, it's always good Polish lager, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. This, this one's just a little bit Sitting harsh. in the park. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, people aren't here to necessarily hear me and you talk about what lagers we like to drink. So uh, we'll yeah, quickly yeah. divert away from that path. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk about some free agents and transfer targets that might be interesting for Carlisle yeah. United to bring in. I've sat down and I've got a list of about 20 names that I've broken into a couple of different categories. And Will, you're just going to sort of um, either agree or disagree with those. And you've got your yeah. own targets in mind as well so yeah the categories i have mate is and i've tried my best here everything's opinion obviously and at the end of the day when it comes to football so i've tried my best to have a category of players that i think would be realistic for carlisle united to bring in i'm not <laughs> saying they could bring in all of these players at once but i am saying is that we could find room to bring in these players and it would be realistic to fit them in yeah I've also got a, a category which is almost like an unrealistic wish list in a way. Um, I yeah. don't think we'd be able to bring them in, but I wanted to give the names an honourable mention. And that's kind yeah. of where the line might get crossed because I might say somebody that I think is realistic and you yeah. think pie in the sky. Maybe. We'll see. We'll Maybe, see. yes. <laughs> but then uh, the third category is um, a no thank you. Uh, category players that you might think as listeners out there um, that I might have included in the free agents list that I, you would want to see brought back into Carlisle United but I don't think necessarily they'd be the best people to bring in they might be mm. obvious choices to bring in but I I personally might not think they'll, they'll be the greatest people to bring in so we'll kick things off Will and uh, yeah. I've got players. I've got players from all over the pitch. You know, I've got goalkeepers. I've got defenders. I've got midfielders. I've got attackers. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got players that have been released from the Championship, from League One, from League Two, from America. Um, do you want to go? Do you want to go for a position first? Do you want to give me a position, and I'll tell you somebody off the list. Yeah, shall we go um, uh, front to back and start with the uh, forwards? We're going to start with a forward, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a little look on my list. Right, okay. I mean, I don't think this one's going to surprise anybody, so we might get it out of the way nice and early. If you listen to the Blue Army podcast, you know I love Football Manager, and you will also yeah. know there is a certain striker that is killing it for me in League Two. He's huge, not just physically, but as a presence in a changing room. I think he would be... <laughs> An outstanding character. I also think yeah. in terms of fan engagement, this individual would yeah. be somebody that would maybe put us that one step further and get us top of the tree when it comes to the fan engagement tables yeah. <laughs> that we've all been seeing recently. His mm -hmm. name 
is I, I think you could probably guess this, mate, but I'm going to say it before you yeah. get there. It's I think you've Adi, said it before. <laughs> I have said it before. I've said it before. It's Adibayo Akinfenwa from Wickham Wanderers. He is 38 years old. I have to concede that. But it's not like he would be the oldest player in League Two by a long mile. There's plenty of 40-year-olds still knocking about at this level. Will, mm-hmm. what can you say about the possibilities of Carlisle United bringing in a player like Akin Fenwa? I mean, on, in terms of the realism aspect of it, I... I think I had, I think he's probably going to retire now. I think I maybe read something to that effect. And he's, he's, he's got business interests outside of football with his, like, his clothing brand, I think he's got. And kind of, I think he has like lots of opportunities to, to do media work. So, I mean, if he doesn't retire, I think he's probably going to want to stay around London because, you know, I think nearly all of his career has been around London. So I, it would be it, it would be nice to see him playing for us. I can't see it myself. But <laughs> if, if, you know, if you can make it happen, we've listened to your Derek Holmes interview. We know you're good <laughs> at talking to footballers. So, you know, if you can maybe get in touch with him and make it happen then he could be a good signing for us. I think he'd be a great sign. And just because, and unfortunately, he is in, he is in my realistic category, but yeah. I told you the lines will get blurred a little bit between yeah, the two. I mean, I think I just read something um, that said that he was looking to retire now or something. Mm. I did hear there was an agreement for him to go and play for a team called Hashtag United, which is like a YouTube side. Yeah, yeah. Entered. He, apparently, he was going to go and play for them before he signed for, uh, just after he signed for Wickham, before he signed for Wickham, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's still maybe a small agreement in place there where he can do a brand deal with his clothing range and Hashtag United yeah. can also benefit from having a big man up front. But how, how I would try and persuade him is this is a chance for one more big push this is a chance for one more promotion this is a chance for one more late winner this is a chance for you just to solidify your career your legend your reputation in the game and also a breakthrough at a northern team which isn't something he's necessarily done yet (laughs) i mean it's not something that's necessarily on his bucket list either no, it's not. I would have to. I would have to convince him quite harshly. I would. It would be. It would be the prospect of maybe winning the league or something that I would have to entice yeah. him with. I don't think he needs money either. That's the thing. You would have to entice yeah. him with other things because, like I said, the clothing range, that kind of thing, business opportunities that he maybe wants to pursue. I don't think the yeah. weekly wage is necessarily something that would affect him that much. I think if you offered him a competitive amount, he would take it, and I don't think it would break the bank. Especially the yeah. amount of shirt sales and and, th- and attention he would bring to the club. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I don't know what the career's like of a footballer at that level and with his other business interests. I don't think he's necessarily so wealthy that it won't matter to him so much what we were able to pay. Um, I, but I, I imagine that he'd want... Uh, kind of focus more on those other business interests because that's his future outside of football now so maybe I think you know I give it a go 
Sorry, sir. <laughs> I mean, I'll work. I'll work for Carlisle on commission, trying to bring in these kind of players. I'll, 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 I'll wiggle in an agency of some kind. You know, if I can get the deal done, then I can get a certain wage in, get some sponsorship <laughs> for the podcast or something. It'll be easy. Get this thing paying for itself for once. Um, ah, but then your sponsorship money—that's going to take away from the wage that we can offer him. <laughs> not that much, mate. I'm only asking for about 40 quid a month. I'm not asking for loads. <laughs> Just in case anyone's interested. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case anyone's interested out there in the world of listenership. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it would only cost you about 40 quid a month to sponsor this podcast and the listenership that we have here is a very engaged and loyal listenership yes it's not in the thousands by any stretch of the imagination but the people that do listen to this podcast are very active when it comes to associating themselves with things Mm. about this podcast um we've been told by past guests that their engagement goes up uh, every time they appear on Mm. on the podcast so i think we've got a great audience that likes to invest their time into things that we like to invest our time into as well so if anyone is interested in being a sponsor for the blue army podcast going into partnership with myself and wills and uh, Mm. everything we do here at the blue army podcast just email us at the blue army pod at what gmail.com that again is the blue army pod at gmail.com. And like I said, it's cheap. We're just looking to cover our hosting fees. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I've never done an advert halfway through an episode before like that. Anyway, anyway. I forgot to tell you, mate, is that I've done something to try and make this free agent thing a little bit more interesting. Now, I've set up two raids on certain clubs in certain divisions in England, and I'm not just going to try and take one of their players... I'm going to try yeah. and take three of their players that have been released on the low uh, on the free agents list. So I'm going to try and take three different players from one club in a raid style fashion who are all available as free agents. Now, I've got two of these raids set up. Um, yeah. So I'll give you my first one. How about that? That's what I'll do next. Okay. Okay. The first raid. Is going down at MK Dons. MK Dons have released a lot of players this season. Okay. Yeah, the three yeah. names, the three names on my raid sheet are, I'm gonna do my best to get his name right. Josh, <laughs> Josh McEachran, a yeah. former Chelsea starlet, a midfielder. Then we've also got Andrew Sermon, a bit older. More experience recently in the Premier League with Bournemouth. And mm-hmm. also to finish it off, because I think he'd be a good asset to any team in a League Two level for at least a season or two. A player that a lot of people might be familiar with if you're a football manager fan in previous years. It's uh, Cameron Jerome. If you've ever heard of Cameron Jerome, do you remember his name knocking about a bit? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's one of these players that. I, I I kind of remember, you know, the name. Cameron yeah. Jerome played for, uh, started at Middlesbrough, then Cardiff, then Birmingham City. That's where he kind of made his name. Oh, man, he was in the Premier League, wasn't he? Uh, he was, yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, then he was at Stoke. 
then he went on loan to Crystal Palace, Norwich City, Derby County, and then he went abroad to the Turkish Leagues, and now he's at MK Dons. And obviously now he's been released by MK Dons. He scored 13 goals yeah. uh, in 30, 34 appearances for the MK Dons. So I think he's still able to do a job. I don't think he would be necessarily cheap. Neither would Andrew Sermon. And uh, to be fair, neither would uh, Josh McKeatron. Was that it? Sorry? McEachern. McEachern. I don't think yeah. any of them would be cheap choices, but I do think all three of them uh, covers some very good areas for the team. And if that's where most of the budget ended up going, I think I'd be okay with that. Is there, is there, is there anyone out of those three that you'd be reluctant to take or you're just not interested in any of them? Do you think any um, of them are even realistic targets? Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, I, I was kind of like, when I was going through my list, I was trying to, I was being a little bit wary of kind of like players that seem like big names, but have then been released from teams that were like bottom end of League One or released from League Two teams because that then makes you think, have they got an attitude problem? Have they maybe been injured and their legs have gone? It's kind of like, you know, why is a player with that experience being released from a team in MK Don's position? Are we talking so, about Cameron and, and Sermon uh, particularly? Um, I'm a Kekron, really. Okay. Just kind, yeah. I mean, you know, just kind of like a general little kind of like warning thing that goes off in my head when I think like, you know, because I've looked down the list of players that have been released by clubs in League One and League Two, and there's some big, there's some big names in there, and I'm kind of like, you know, always a bit tempted, like yourself, to kind of say, you know, Josh McEachern, Cameron Jerome, um, these are players that. I know have done really good. I've seen them play um, around this level and they've been like really good at this level. Um, so, you know, are they going to be, you know, like when you get the likes of Niall Ranger signing for Southend or like I think Chris Eagles went to Oldham. And, you, you know, sometimes you see these players rocking up in League Two and they just don't cut it. I think um, out of the three of them, McEachern is probably the most likely to sign. I don't think the other two, I don't think we could afford the other two necessarily as yeah. uh, potential targets. Also, Josh is just somebody that has never quite lived up to his hype yet. He just hasn't found his feet yet. And I think this might be a good club for him to find his feet. He's not a goal-scoring midfielder. He's the sort of person yeah. that likes to get the ball and win the ball around his own box and run with it and, yeah. and play players in smartly. It's not necessarily yeah. something that Joe Riley doesn't do. Joe Riley does that job pretty well himself. Uh, Callum Guy being a different sort of midfielder likes to play the long ball a little bit more, but he's very capable of put, playing the long ball and also holding it. And he's, he's an all-rounder, Callum Guy. I really like him as yeah. a player. Um I've been thinking about players that can maybe fill the gap of a Furman type of midfielder, the sort of like experienced type of midfielder that's been at this level or higher for a while, somebody that can steady the ship a little bit if um, Josh Dixon struggles maybe early on, if he gets a couple of chances and maybe struggles a little bit, then you might want to bring in some experience just to sort of steady that midfield ship again. I don't know what the manager wants to do next season in terms of maybe doing a different formation, but mm. 
I have tried to think of certain players that would be interesting to bring in and would have a position to slide into because there has been a position left open for them. So I think Josh would be an interesting one. But out of the three of them, I'd love to see... Um, I'd, I'd like to see all three of them. I'd like to see all three of them in a Carlisle shirt. I think for, uh, Sermon, Andrew Sermon, uh, has been a yeah. classy midfielder for years. I just don't necessarily think we could maybe afford him, even though that sounds bad. Um, he's 30... Let's have a look. He's 34 years of age now, which I don't think is a problem at League Two, but he would be in contention with that Callum guy sort of role. He is a ball-playing midfielder and he is good at set pieces. So maybe it wouldn't be the best thing for the club to spend that much money in an area of the pitch where we're already doing pretty good at. Well, yeah. Um, And, you know, it's interesting to see how this transfer window is going to go in terms of the types of players that are being released sort of like last summer um, because this has been a season that's been affected by coronavirus. Um, clubs are, you know, have less money and they're kind of like talking about having kind of financial constraints. Um, I think you may be seeing a lot of players being released that the club would like to keep. So um, that kind of goes against the point that I made about players being released by MK Dons, but that sometimes when you look at the kind of like plays that are being released, it's not necessarily because they weren't good enough for the, for, you know, for the level that they were playing at, that they just uh, on too much money for some clubs. Um, maybe I could say that in the in case of MK Dons, I don't think MK Dons are short on money, so that kind of, you know, that argument maybe doesn't work as well for MK Dons, but. Because, I mean, like, I was, like, looking at players that were re- uh, released by the likes of uh, Scunthorpe have released a load of players. Um, Colchester have released quite a few as well, uh, both those clubs being involved in the relegation battle. And, you know, maybe that is a bad sign that, you know, do you want to sign a player who has been released by a club who just avoided relegation? But you look, they've got the likes of um, Jem Karakan, has been released by Scunthorpe. He's played a higher level. Um, he's 32 years old. Um, Callum Harriet released by Colchester. Um, Colchester have also released Giovanni Brown. Yeah. And Harry Pell. And yeah. Luke Gambin. And I think some of these are big names that just didn't work at Colchester. I think I hear like Giovanni Brown. Really good for Cambridge, signed by Colchester. It hasn't worked for him there. Harry Callum Pell. Harriet. Yeah. Harry Harry Pell was somebody who's who, who is on my list as, uh, as as one of the people there. So I may as well talk about yeah. Harry Pell now. Um, his reason he is on my list is another football manager pick, to be completely honest. Yeah. He's a player whose stats stood out for me. Uh, he's a winger. Uh, and a central midfielder when you want him to be on occasion, according to the game. He's just a very intelligent player from what I've seen. Um, I do try and look for game footage um, on the pl- the players that I've said are football manager picks. So I've looked yeah. for a bit of game footage and, and um, he's an intelligent player. Um, he reminds me a little bit of 
Callum guy in the way that he has a lot of different things in his locker, the sort of passes he can make on the right foot and the left mm. foot. Uh, he looks very comfortable in possession. And um, the only thing that is maybe making it difficult to bring in a player like him is the distance. Maybe he wants to stay down south. I don't know. That's Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the case with a lot of players, isn't it? Yeah. And... And to be fair, some of the players we signed, the opposite is true. They're like based around the northeast or sort of parts of the northwest. They, you know, they signed for us because it's it's convenient for them. I mean, if you listen to the Derek Holmes interview, obviously he, he was at Bournemouth before he came over to Carlisle. Yeah. And obviously he mentioned it was a thing because his wife wanted to move closer to home, but he didn't want to go back to Scotland yet because the stadiums in Lee in England are just nicer than the stadiums yeah. in Scotland. He hasn't finished his time in England yet. He wanted to keep enjoying a certain standard of football that he knew he wasn't going to get when he went back home. I think we do benefit from a bit of that or at least we have done in the past, is the sort of yeah. Scottish player that doesn't quite want to go home yet or even play SBL <laughs> football quite yeah. yet. It hasn't been, it's been a while since we've had a player maybe along that elk. But yeah, well, well, well said about Harry Pell. That's a good pick from Colchester. He was the one out of the release list uh, from Colchester that stood out for me. Giovanni Brown was a name that rung a bell. Can you do you do do you remember seeing anything about him? I can't I can't remember his position or anything like that. I didn't look into him. I'll say that. All right, about three seasons ago, he had a really good. Is a striker. About three seasons ago, he had a really good season with Cambridge. Um, I think he was their top scorer. I'm not sure. I will have a look. In two seasons, he scored uh, 13 goals in 84 appearances. Um, I don't know how they. Um, a split between the two seasons that he was there. Uh, he scored six and seven. Uh, did he assist? Maybe he assisted a lot more. I don't know. He he got an EFL Player of the Month, and he was. <laughs> I'm I'm serious about that though. Because I mean, <laughs> he because uh, I mean, you know, when you see a player who has a good reputation, and then you see he scored seven goals. In a in a season, but he's also the player of the month in that season. Yeah, you think well, he must be getting a lot of assists. There's I'll reasons say. why he plays are highly rated. Uh, signed for Colchester, it was like a bit of a marquee signing for them, and didn't really do anything at Colchester. And now he's been released. He was up two seasons at Colchester, so uh, he's currently 26 years old. Oh. I mean, there's a player that, and again. Uh, if you look at his career history, it's all around the same sort of area. Um, he was born in Letchworth in Hertfordshire, played for Peterborough, Kettering Town, then Cambridge, Colchester. So, Was that the Paul all... Gascoigne years at Kettering Town? <laughs> um, this was kind of, you know, be thrown into the league. He broke through at Cambridge. Hmm. So um seems seems to have spent his entire career around that so like East Anglia kind of East Anglia kind of area. Um so maybe players like that are one where maybe Chris Beach feels that he can get something out of a player that others haven't been able to. Because we've always, you know, we've all 
you know, we've seen players come to us who have a reputation that isn't that great. Uh, so, like, when Jabo came to us, fans of the clubs that he'd played for before all said, he won't score goals. He's, he's not a goal scorer. He, he couldn't hit a band or with a banjo. And, <laughs> you know, he, he really kind of, like, raced into sort of top scoring charts so early on that season. So, I mean... I think there might be a few people looking at Giovanni Brown. Um, uh, did you look at Callum Harriet? No, no, I didn't look at Callum Harriet either. It's a bit of a funny one why he's been released by them. Um, we don't really know, but he was probably their best player. Um, he stood out in both the games where he, he played. There. Scored a fair few goals for them. Um, winger, uh, a bit shot for Chris Beach's liking, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you know he's a he's a kind of a you know winger in the Simon Hackney mold, I suppose. And uh, you know me, you know me, released. you know I love my Simon yeah. Hackney. <laughs> and he's been released uh, by Colchester, so there's some in that. Then because he um, he didn't play the last game of the season on compassionate grounds for them, so. Um, there's perhaps uh, a suggestion from some of the Colchester fans I've seen that he might not be signing for anyone this season that is either you know for personal reasons is backing out of football or taking a season away or something I don't know and a great player if we can get him if anyone can get him that is uh, Callum Harriet, he'll probably be, well, probably be clubs trying to sign him. And I think, I think to be honest, um, there might be a few League One clubs who try and come in for him. Mm, that kind of player that is very, he's played it clever, not signed his contract because he might have something a bit higher league going on. Um, he does, he did ring a bell. You're right, he did play well uh, against. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of an accusation. <laughs> Is it an accusation? <laughs> is it? I don't know. I mean, the only thing that's being said is that he didn't play for personal reasons the last game and he's now being released. Yeah, I mean, like, the re- I mean, you, 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 get re- you can get released because you don't want to sign a new contract because you've maybe got something better. I'm just up. going off what Colchester fans have said. Okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Um, by the way, Colchester fans, go fuck yourselves. We are CUFC. You are just a bunch of <laughs> assholes. So you know, go fuck yourselves. And if you wanna, if you wanna have a go at me on my uh, social media and Instagram, um, come at me, mate, because I'll deal with those comments all day, effing long. I really couldn't give a crap. I've had some comments, mate, of Colchester fans uh, when I post on certain social media, uh, being like, why is Carlisle so shit? And is that, is, that, is that the best thing you can say? Is that is, is that the most intelligent argument you can come up with? This is what I Polish beer does. <laughs> I'm getting brave. <laughs> I'm getting brave. Getting belligerent now. <laughs> I'm getting brave. Right. I, I'm very much... I very much doubt uh, there's a Colchester fan in the world that's going to listen to this episode. So I'm really not, I'm not too worried. You just said they've been having a go at you. <laughs> no, yeah, because of my social media posts. Like if I post something uh, on social media, I don't think they're listening to every episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, mate, um, I'm, I'm trying to stick to my realist, my realist list. And um, 
So, mate, I don't have an out-and-out striker left on the list. I've got a couple of winger slash strikers that I can go through. I'm trying to keep to my realist list, and then obviously we can go through the other ones uh, at the end. So, as far as if we're going from the top of the pitch to the bottom of the pitch, I'm going to go with... I've got two winger strikers and I've got a couple, I've got like another winger. So I'll go with the, the more maybe unrealistic target first. Um, Marvin Johnson is a 29 year old winger. Who's been released by Middlesbrough recently. He started his career in the non league. I'm just going to just drag his clubs up here. He was at Sully Moore's. Um, and then eventually he found his way through Kidderminster Town and then up to Scotland, Motherwell, Oxford United and then Middlesbrough. Uh, he spent most of his last season in the game on loan at Sheffield United. So a player who is scared at playing at a lower level of football. I think that he'd be a great signing if we were looking to play wingers again next year and also he's a player I know he's not scared of moving around but he is in the area and I think would be an affordable choice he can also play at wing back which I think gives you a good option he can play on both sides of the pitch and he can play at wing back is he a player that you are familiar with at all uh, no, he isn't. Uh, not really, kind of. The championship's a bit of a blind spot for me because it's impossible to not know what's going on in the Premiership. Mm. Um, a, lo- a lot of the clubs in League One are clubs that were in League Two just in the past few seasons. So, you know, you find yourself knowing a lot about the players in League One. Championship's just kind of like, it's too it's too high up for me to really notice the players there in a Carlisle context of them being relevant to us. and But it's too low down for me to really notice the players there uh, in terms of a sort of Premier League context and like the Sky Sports kind of context. So, yeah, I mean, if you've got some players, you know, that you know of that are in the championship, I'm unlikely to know much about them. So... Do you think that it's a realistic one? Is he um, someone who would drop down to League Two, or is he in the same in, 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 in the same elk that uh, Callum Guy would drop down? The same the elk. Can't <laughs> <laughs> fuck it now. In the same in the same elk where. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the same way, in the same way that Callum Guy would drop down from a Derby County, I think a Marvin Johnson would move across from a Middlesbrough. I don't think he's the sort of player that a League One team would fancy necessarily. I feel okay. like League One is a division where they want a lot of pace. Um, mm. They don't want old wingers. In League One, they don't sign this people that are over 30 as much as they do in league two when you get towards your sort of like 29 30s people in league one are much less willing to take a chance on those names and that's why Mm. the older names obviously end up in league two i don't think he's completely out the question because he's not afraid um he's been he's been at a lower level than us before is what i'm trying to say so he's the sort of player that if a Carlisle came in for him, I don't think he would see it as much of a step down. I think he'd be, 
that's maybe where my career is at right now because mm-hmm. of the season that I've had previously and the season that I had previous to that. And, you know, where as far as his curve goes, you know, he hit his, he's, he hit his peak when he transferred to Middlesbrough about four years ago for 2.5 million from Oxford United. Yeah. And he played quite consistently for Middlesbrough for like maybe three and a half seasons. And then obviously he went on loan to Sheffield United. So he's been playing and he's been desired by certain teams to carry on playing at a pretty high level. But um, again, a player that's a bit of a mystery, uh, a player that doesn't necessarily play 30 games, 40 games a season, doesn't always get a good stretch in the team. And I would like to see what he could do. And I feel like he'd be, one, really good experience. Two, a really good Mm. option to bring off the bench or if we wanted to play a different formation. Because I think we do need a couple of wide men that can play as a striker. And he is a wide man that can play as a striker. Um, And three, I just from what I've seen him play, and he is another football manager pick. I should have a little jingle for that. Um, from what <laughs> I've seen him also play on video and in football manager, he is yeah. somebody that has got a high work rate. You know, he picks the ball up from deep and then looks to play in his fellow striker. Um, doesn't score a lot of goals necessarily, but he does supply a lot of goals. So that is yeah. Marvin Johnson as far as... Um, Attacking wide men slash attackers. We've got another one is Billy Bowden. Billy Bowden is a 29-year-old yeah. winger from Preston. Do you remember Billy Bowden's name? Have you heard that one? Um, has he been at Preston for a while? He's been at Preston for a wee while. Yes, a wee yeah. while. Um, yeah, since 2018, he transferred from Bristol Rovers. Okay. So, so Billy Bowden is another winger slash attacker. Um, the really interesting thing about Billy is that when he was playing for Bristol Rovers, he scored 35 goals in 95 games, and that was in the League One level. And I think that if you do play him as uh, a wide striker, he could destroy League Two. Mm-hmm. Just destroy League Two. He's got a bulldog sort of uh, figure. He's, uh, he's he's about six foot tall. Um and he's got an attitude when he plays football. He's got an attitude. You know, he's he's um, he's always wanting better. He's the sort of John John Bellish type, maybe, where he's always having an argument with whoever's marking him. Yeah. That kind of a player. And I think that kind of fire can be really good for a team. And obviously, you know, Preston and Carlisle having that little link, um, it might it might might be an achievable target. Um he has one Wales cap. Uh, I just yeah. thought I'd throw that little stat in there for you. Previous clubs, um, he started his career at Swindon, has played for Torquay, Crew Alexander, Northampton Town, Bristol Rovers, and now been released by Preston. So it, it's been up and down the leagues. He's played at League Two level. He's had uh, better than League Two, obviously. He's gone up and played in the Championship. He scores goals which is important because I think Carlisle yeah. needs to start scoring more goals. And um, I think as an all-rounder, he'd be a very dangerous player. I just think there'd probably be a lot of teams that might want to bring him in as a striker. And I think if he gets made promises, 
by certain managers that he's going to get to play up front in League One. He might take that deal rather than yeah. being offered, you know, a winging role at a League Two team. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I see what you mean about, like, the kind of general character and attitude of the player, because that is the sort of thing that we need. And um, I remember just when we saw Scott Quigley play against us um, for Barrow, and he was... It gave Jack Armour a real rough time and things. It was George Tanner. It was it was really on George Tanner's case all game, and he was just a bit of a bastard. And <laughs> that's kind of like something that we're kind of lacking a bit. Is the sort of player that, especially up front, um, perhaps in midfield as well, the sort of player that the opposition really hate playing against. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Billy Bowden definitely fills in that sort of role. Also, Billy Bowden, at his time at Bristol Rovers, won the League Two uh, Championship. Uh, you know, okay. came first. You know, they got promoted when he was when he was in League Two. So he knows what it takes to win League Two, and he's been involved in a team that has done that before. And he was one of the better players for that team. It was their their them style of performances and that promotion that led to his move into the Championship onwards and upwards yeah. into Preston. My next winger that I've got for you is Rob Hall. He's been released by Oxford United. He's twenty seven. Yeah. Years of age, Rob Hall. He started his career at West Ham Academy, and West Ham Academy do have a fantastic reputation of producing some really good uh, English players over the years. And um, he's quick, he's a wide man. Uh, as a striker, he's maybe in the same elk as your Alessandra types, Louis Alessandra yeah. types. He's a, he's a busybody, a bit of a bulldog, but he's not maybe got the physical presence to back up the role as a striker. Zuri, I don't normally do this, do I? I don't normally interrupt an episode partway through to tell you that this is the end of this episode and that part two will be with you next Wednesday at around five o'clock. So I really hope you enjoyed up until this point of the free agents episode uh next episode is going to be a little bit less realistic i would say and also includes a not list a, a list of players that maybe you might think that we would include but we haven't included because i personally don't think that they would be a great person to bring in so that's all to look forward to next week. Thank you all very much for sticking with us. This has been episode 19 of the Blue Army podcast. Next week, you're going to get episode 19.5. And after that, we should hopefully have another interesting interview, which I'll be able to tell you all about next week if all things go well. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. We look forward to having you back next week for the next episode of our free agent-related entertainment-based audio content. I don't know why I do that. Why do I use so many words when I'm trying to describe something? I really... Don't know. Sorry about that. Anyway, let's crack on and finish the show in a way we like to finish the show, which is our loud and local segment. Now, this week's loud and local segment has been filled by the band Hearts. 
And their single, which is out now and available in all good places, is called Day Dreaming. So once again, that is the band Hearts with their single Day Dreaming. And I hope you guys like this song just as much as I do. Thank you to them for the music. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to Wills for joining me on the show. And uh, thank you to... All right, thank you. Bye for now. Bye.
Nodding. Oh, that's the first time I've had oh. a, a, in my ears go recording in progress. That's the yeah, first time I've heard that. First, yeah, must be a new feature. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great for an outtake. This. <laughs> I, wonder if it, I wonder if it records the person saying recording. Um, what did she say? I can't even remember what she said now. Yeah, it was just recording, recording in progress. progress. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a legal. It's a legal thing, isn't it? Just to make people aware that they're being recorded. Surely. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.